Hi everyone, I'm Heaven. And I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. We are so glad that you're here with us for another episode. Um, it's going to be a good time, we promise. Yes. But um, the country is not having the best time overall. Yes, it's been a week. It's been a week. We it's were, been a lifetime. <laughs> it's been a lifetime in one week. Ooh. We were in New Orleans for NABJ, the National Association of Black Journalists. And uh, we were all set for a good time, sweating way too much and drinking way too much and eating way too much. We did all of those things, but we did it with like the knowledge that the world is kind of falling apart Mm. around us. You know, Charlottesville happened and you've got the it was really like watching. I mean, I wasn't alive during the 60s, so I can't (laughs) (laughs) confidently compare the two. But I did wonder I was like watching like news footage of people like trying to stab other humans with the confederate flag like mm. i was like what year are we in so not to spoil the show for y'all or anything but we talked to april ryan who was at nabj because she was receiving the journalist of the year award which shout out to her so we asked april about white supremacist violence that happened before the violence of charlottesville mm-hmm and I, I, I asked the question. I wasn't being flippant. I feel like these are emboldened times. Yeah. And I'm curious how other black people are dealing with just how outright and emboldened white people are with their hatred. How have you been dealing with emboldened white people, Tracy? Um, I don't know that I have just yet. I'm a very big advocate of um, hitting the pause button when things are too rough because with the 24-hour news cycle and with everybody being on Wi-Fi all the time, like you can really have a constant, unending stream of just stress and violence and trauma. And a lot of times we forget that we have off buttons and that we can hit the off buttons and just like take a breath and regenerate, drink some water, take your meds, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes like I get too into the Mm. tuning out part of Mm. it and it's really easy for me to be like, oh, I just can't deal with this right now. I just can't right. deal. I'm going to watch The Walking Dead for 72 hours just to not think of it. Mm. I spend a lot of time like wondering if I'm walking the line the right way. Mm. You know, like, am I am I bearing witness enough? Mm. Am I educating myself enough? Am I reading enough? I always think about what Kimberly Crenshaw said when she was on our show about putting your body where your politics are. Mm. And that's the reason that I don't actively identify as an activist because my body is often not where my politics are. It's in the studio where I'm helping to amplify other voices and et cetera, et cetera. But I often... Well, that is where your politics are. It is, but I just... That's allowed. It is. I make a distinction in my mind, though, between me who, like, doesn't go to protest because she's too anxious and Word. people who, like, very well could have been in that crowd of people mm. that was... Pro- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just feel yeah. like there's an extra, like, layer of reverence that the people who are physically out there deserve that I don't necessarily deserve. But I often wonder if I'm doing the right amount of work in self-care and I either do too much of one and not enough of the other. So I'm working on it. I'm working on trying to find a good balance of like being like mentally in it with my folks and with my people Mm. and also recognizing when I can't be in it anymore. And it's okay to not be able to be in it. You know, it's okay to like, you know, I know that things are fucked up and shitty, but this picture of a little brown baby really made me smile and I want to share it. Like, it's okay. You know, somebody else can see that little smiling brown baby and be like, I really needed this today. Mm. How about you? Yeah. So I find myself uh, reading a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm reading about white women in the KKK. <laughs> oh my god! See, I feel like that would be a mistake for me in this moment because I would just be extra mad all the time. Yes. Do you not find that? Happening? Yes. Yes. So the books I'm reading: um, Women of the Clan, Racism and Gender in the 1920s. Wow. And Behind the Mask of Chivalry: The Making of the Second Ku Klux Klan. Wow. <laughs> wow. So these are heavy academic books. Like they're very, the, the this is for the historians. Dense reads. Yeah, mm-hmm. very dense reads. Tiny ass font. Oh. I'm a little upset about the font size. Tiny ass font, big ass pages. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like an academic. <laughs> it's helpful to me to just to see where we've been. Mm. I wish more people had that impulse. Do you feel like reading these books about like other occurrences of this happening in history, do you feel like it helps you to prepare for whatever comes next hopefully not a race war but no like- no no i'm not preparing for the race wars uh-huh. <laughs> i'm reading mostly for i feel like reading helps me understand where where my place is in history just me myself and i situated walking in the world mm-hmm. it gives me a level head 
And I feel like having a level head makes me a more productive artist. So, mm-hmm. like, this is with the aim of eventually turning this into art. Ah. So it's less preparing for, like, I don't for know. For shit to go down. Yeah, like mm-hmm. how to square up precisely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's also helpful to see the tactics from how other people fought. Um, yeah. White supremacist violence. And that was often with just letting people know that they own their communities and they will also meet you with violence. Mm. That's been a part of American history as well. So it's interesting and, and helpful to read about that. But for mm-hmm. me, it's mostly about like, I feel like as an artist, my only job is to like be present and like bear witness. And like one of the ways I can help do that is understanding how they've done it before. So if you are not currently subscribed to the Another Round newsletter, you're really going to want to do that ASAP because in the next edition, we're going to make sure to put um, all the information on these heavy-ass books that Heaven is reading (laughs) in the newsletter. (laughs) They're so heavy, (laughs) y'all. And we'll also fill it with some other things that Pod Squad members are reading to help just keep them sane and to keep them educated and informed, people to follow, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, also, some time ago, our um, producer, Meg Kramer, whose name you always hear in the credits, she wrote this amazing, amazing, amazing response to a white person who emailed us asking how to be a better white ally. And all the brown people were like, I'm not touching this. And then Meg was like, don't worry, y'all, I got it. (laughs) And it's such a beautiful, thoughtful, and really, really helpful letter. Um, And it gets circulated during times like this. So we're going to put that in the newsletter. So make sure you go and sign up if you haven't already at buzzfeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. Um, And we'll try to enrich your timelines and your brain muscles and stuff with some good recommendations. Um, In the meantime, we have this fantastic New Orleans show that just happens to be chock full of some amazing brown reporters that you can also follow. Hey. So we hope that you enjoy the show. Allow yourself to relax and laugh a little bit. You're allowed to still have access to joy, even in traumatic times. And hang in there, y'all. Stay strong. Take breaks when you need to, but then come back, because the world needs you. Yup, yup. You missed something great. Uh-oh. Woo! It's another round, baby. Come on. You got the voice on the beat. Come on. We got Tracy. Tracy, Tracy. We got Tracy. Tracy, Tracy. We have a hundred people in this show. <laughs> so we're going to hang out with our journalist friends. We're okay. here at NABJ. Okay. We have a lot of, yes, journalists. Yes, indeed. So we're going to hang out with a one Mr. Darren Sands. All right, I now. I know him. A one Miss Shauna Thomas. Okay. Um, and then we have been blessed somehow as if she's not busy enough. I we're going to sit down and talk to April Ryan. All right. Yes. Give it up. Give it up. So yeah. we're going to start with... Um, a colleague and friend of ours. He is a political reporter for BuzzFeed News. Um, uh, please welcome Darren Sands. Hi, Darren. How you doing? What's up? <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for coming. I feel like this has been a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So this is not your first NABJ, I understand. It's not your first rodeo. No. Um, our um, extensive research has told us that you met your wife at NABJ. I did. Right? Ladies taking notes. Let me find out. All right. Excuse me. (laughs) Uh, Quick question. Who who has been tendering since you've been here for NABJ? (laughs) Tell the truth. Don't lie. Uh, Yes, honest uh, three people in the audience. I see you. An honest three. Okay, so I'm assuming that you did not meet your wife on Tinder at NABJ. So how did you meet your wife? Atlanta in 2005. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's ATL? Student Project, though. Uh, we met at the student project. Her name is Jumi. I thought it was a boy's name. Like, I thought it was a dude. So I was like, oh, you're Jumi. Okay. <laughs> um, That's the first meeting of your wife? Yeah. Well, Story is awesome so far. But we ended up working it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even believe in love, but this is very sweet. <laughs> it's super, super right? sweet. 
I'm annoyed at how yeah. cute that was. Also, she's really pretty, and y'all are gonna have cute kids and blah blah blah. Yeah. So that's Darren Sands, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're gonna bring out the DC Bureau Chief of Vice News, the one and only Shauna Thomas. Hey girl. Hey. I get walkout music. No one ever gives me walkout music. Hey. Oh, we got you, girl. Oh, we got God. you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for having Welcome me. Welcome to New Orleans, indeed. I feel like in your capacity as like DC bureau chief at Vice News, mm. it's a ridiculous title. It's fine. <laughs> you like? I feel like you oversee a lot. What has your year been like? It's been a crazy year. Yeah. For DC bureau chiefs. Yeah. Who are yeah. black women? Who are black Trump's women? Uh, America. So I don't believe there are any other ones in yeah, DC. Yeah, I was gonna say also the same. But the um the the crazy year has really been. I mean. There's a bunch of journalists in this room. Everybody thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. I took this job about a year ago mm. in the middle of a campaign. Okay, I think Hillary Clinton's going to win. I'm going to make a big plan about how we're going to run the bureau. Sure, DC's sure. going to be super boring. Hillary Clinton's not going to get anything done. Mm. The Senate will be half Republican, half Democrat, whatever. And then Donald Trump won. And you're <laughs> like, oh, no plans out the window. <laughs> Don't need plans. Plans are dumb. And, and basically plans are dumb every single day because mm -hmm. you go in with something. My bosses expect me to know what's going to happen that day and what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the, the president tweets <laughs> or, or someone gets fired in the middle of the day and all the plans go out the window. Mm. I'm curious, for the both of you, do you have like... Uh, like tweet alerts for when Donald Trump tweets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get them forwarded oh, to you. Life. No, what like Donald life. Trump, President Trump is basically my alarm clock now. Ooh. Like at 6 a.m., the man her, starts tweeting. I, I know, that's really uh, my life. <laughs> so, so this actually bleeds into a question that I would like to ask both of you. Darren, you have been covering Black Lives Matter pretty much since the first time that somebody used it as a hashtag. Um, uh, what has been the hardest part of your job in the past year? Um, the hardest part, I think, as reporters, we're sort of trained to think critically and ask like really dif like difficult questions. And mm -hmm. I think the hardest part of that is like, how do you ask difficult questions of something you want to see succeed? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been kind of like the balance that I've tried to. I've, I've had to strike and like sort of like reporting and writing about the movement. So how do you do that? I just do it and like, like kind of. Oh my god, you're just so talented. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, I, you just have to do it and like deal with the fallout, I guess. Shana, what's been the hardest part of your job in the past year? I think if the, you had to pick one thing, <laughs> managing my staff. No, um, <laughs> no, I think the hardest part of my job is that we we need to cover the president of the United States and the the. Twitter feed is part of that. Um, what's going on is part of that. But it is the times when we have a plan to like do something. Like last week, we had a piece in the can about Afghanistan. And it, it was smart, and it was good. And then something else happened, and then we couldn't air that piece, right? Dang. And so I worry a lot about what are we not, just out of sheer the amount of people we have or anything else, what are we not covering? because we need to go shift to this thing today. Mm. And it takes like all of our resources to do that. And that struggle to like try to make sure that gets on air, but also like job is news. NEW new is in news. Like if something breaks, I gotta do something about it. Mm. Um, like I worry, I don't know what we're missing. That's yeah. a big worry. Yeah. How do you keep from like being dragged down underneath the weight of it all? Yeah, it's, it, that's a tough thing. And you, it reminded me of your essay about Muhammad Ali. Um, shout out, shout out to BuzzFeed.com, the website. Shout out to Muhammad Ali. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, it's difficult and it's hard and I don't, I don't know how you like do it. I think like a lot of us feel like a sense of duty just about like the, what we're doing. And mm -hmm. like, um, you know, like Wesley, for instance, at the Washington Post, I think like, we have like a sense of duty about like what we're doing and understanding that it's important in the moment and like mm -hmm. we just got to do it, you know. And you also separate yourself a little bit from the story. It's like, difficult there is, to do, but yeah, yeah, there's some compartmentalization that goes on. Like leaving work at home or leaving work at work. 
yeah. not taking work home. And, and that's hard to do, but you have to like think of this as my job or you will go crazy. Yeah. yeah. I would assume that you have to have a lot of happy things in your life waiting on you when you get home from work. Like and a I, husband that I love. I don't know that about that. Shout out yeah. to Rob who's not here. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. We love yeah. it. We love it. Yeah, he never sees me, but he loves me. Oh. Um, husbands, yes. I was going to say The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have thoughts about that. I know. I know you do, girl. That's, that's what this sharp pivot is for. Yes. So, Sharp Peter pivot. and Brian, what the fuck? How do you mm. feel? Peter was clearly her love. You think so? Yes. Does everybody? Oh think my so? god. He was solid. And she and and I. Here's the thing. I I read like some. I think it was a Washington Post piece. It might have been an Atlantic piece. I don't know. Um, that would like totally analyzed her and said, you know what? She went in saying she wanted a ring. Peter was not necessarily going to give her a ring at yeah. the end. He did not buy into the process of yeah. what The Bachelorette was, so she went with Brian. But I think it shows, like, mm. if he had been willing to give her the ring, she would have gone with did. Peter. You think so? Which I think Brian should think about. Mm. <laughs> mm. But why wasn't the black dude chose at the, at, at the end? I mean, this is a good I, question. I watched the yeah. last episode and someone was like, why is Darren Sands live tweeting about <laughs> Bachelorette? <laughs> I had questions. <laughs> I only watched the last two episodes. I've never watched it before, but like, mm. I got really into the last two episodes. Oh. Okay, so we're at NABJ, which is, I've met so many dope brown people here that yes. I've seen from like... <laughs> That I've seen from like Twitter, or just I, I know this byline somewhere, and I finally have a face to it. Yeah, I feel like we talk a lot often in these like conferences about like how to strategize dealing with white people or like editors that don't get it or whatever. But media is also where I learned the phrase uh, "your your skin folk ain't your kin folk." Wow, wow. I'm curious to hear wow. that old <laughs> adage. <laughs> That old African proverb. I don't know. From that book that I dusted up. Yes, yes. The old Negro book. No, I'm curious to hear what your experiences have been on that front. Wait, how do you mean? Just in terms of like, do you feel like you've always had black mentors or is this not a thing you've been like specifically seeking out? Do you feel like other brown people in media spaces have held you down? Ooh. Slap it down like this mic. That's an interesting question. Um... I mean, I'm, I've, uh, I've been around April Ryan, who y'all are going to talk to in yes. a minute. Shout out to April. Yes. Shout out to April. And uh, if you talk to her now, she is like electric. Like her energy is crazy. And I think mm. a lot of that is because like people are coming up to her and being like, yo, like you're dope. I watch you every day. Keep doing what you're doing. White House and, like, press briefing. Yeah. And, like, so I feel like, I feel like that's what, like kind of what we get when we come here. And then... I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that's like, I've never had that experience like up front in my life personally. I just want to say one thing, April Ryan, like, yes, she's dope, but she's been dope even before For a minute, this. for a hot word. minute, as we would say. Word, and word, and word. I, I covered the Obama administration and went in there and April is one of those people who will be like, no, this is how this works and this is how this works. And she like helps teach you and she helped teach me. So, like, mm. just putting that out there. She's been doing it a while. Mm -hmm. And helping people a while. Mm. Um, I haven't... I really only experienced uh, my job before I went to Vice News. I was at NBC for 10 years. And I really only experienced, like, straight-up help from other black people. That's beautiful. Yeah. So... Yeah. Give it up for helping And also people. some white people, too. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I haven't, like, I didn't feel that I was in competition with anyone. I didn't feel I was attacked. I mean, maybe that speaks to how many black people are actually there. Mm. So we can think mm. about, we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we will. But sure. I, I really felt people were sort of, you see across the room and you're like, I got you. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful awesome. to hear. Yeah. Um, Shauna, tell me uh -oh, an unpopular opinion that you have. An unpopular about opinion. literally anything. Okay, so wow, oh, shit, <laughs> oh shit. There's a show called Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> okay, y'all old dragon show. I am about eight okay. seasons behind, <laughs> meaning that I have not watched it yet, but I intend to. So, so please you really? tread lightly. One day. I've never really watched <laughs> Game of Thrones. Okay. 
that, which is also kind of an unpopular opinion. Yeah, my are friends are all like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you watching Dragons? Whatever. And I like fantasy. Like, everyone's like, this is a, I'm a total dork, Star Trek, fantasy, Doctor Who, all of that. Orphan Black, I'm that girl. But I never watched Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. And then they were like seven seasons in, and I'm like, that's too many episodes. <laughs> but here's the, here's the unpopular opinion. I decided, I was like, okay, husband, let's just start watching that. And I've started watching it. Is that bad? Oh, shit. You about to get us in trouble. But, Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> Here's the deal. It's a soap opera. It's a soap opera with dragons and like maybe some magic. Uh-huh. And that's addictive, but I don't understand all the Emmy nominations. I don't think the acting other Coming than... Coming from next. Wow! Other than Peter Dinklage, who's amazing and everything, and yes, that's fine. Yes. I don't understand like why everyone's like, this is the best right thing away. to ever happen wow. on the face of the earth with television. Wow. Okay. Are you right. talking so about that is my safe space, everyone. Is that is my unpopular space. opinion. Yes. Let's regroup. Some of you can buy me a drink. Some of you will throw it in my face, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, unpopular opinion. Go. Uh... Issa, Issa gotta go. What? But her hair game is amazing. Darren gotta is this go. Over now? Wow! 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 Oh my God! I'm, Look what you I'm, did! I'm, I'm all right, sorry, all right, everyone. Remember what you said five seconds ago about safe space. I'm okay. 100% hashtag Team Lawrence. Wow! I think the show's over. I, I, think, I think we've reached the end of the show. I think it's uh, the end of the segment. Is it time to get you Darren wanna... off the stage? Is wow. it time for him to go? I, like, people are going to start throwing things. I don't yeah, like, don't hit me. I'll have to take this to the dry cleaner. I don't want to. <laughs> oh my, okay, okay, okay. Really quick, let's, let's take a collective breath. Okay, okay. And let's just... Everyone breathe in and out. out. Breathe let's in. All right. Woo. Yeah, we got okay. We're Darren, wow. We're not going to ask any follow-up questions. At all. I don't want to know. That's no. Okay. Wait, this is on a podcast? I just said that Game of Thrones thing on a podcast? Yeah. So your they mentions gonna are going to be like, yeah. very fun <laughs> in the week that this comes it's gonna out. It's going to be the la- like the time I did hashtag bow down, which is a whole other story. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do we know this story? We have five seconds for this story? Five seconds? So a long time ago when I was covering the White House... Uh, there was a state dinner and the Beyonce album had come out fairly recently and Lemonade? Michelle Obama had like a beautiful state dinner dress up. Like, Wait, which, which Beyonce album is this? Uh, it was the one before Lemonade, the like so Beyonce. Okay. okay. Yeah. Somebody was like, which one? Which, I got you. Exactly. I got you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and I tweeted in all caps, oh my God, look at Flotus's dress, hashtag bow down. Yeah. And what happened was Michelle Malkin retweeted it. Who that? Oh. Michelle Malkin is a conservative pundit who's She's on Fox troll. News a lot. Um, She's a troll. And said, oh look, NBC's Shauna Thomas who covers the White House <laughs> is in the tank for the Obamas. And then the entire night, like that got retweeted and then uh. Fox News wrote a blog post and then it was on the Drudge Report. The next uh. morning I walked into work and my boss looks at me from across the room and is like, come to my office. Because it had made it all the way up to the head of PR for NBC. Oh my God, wow. (laughs) Which is also one, be careful with your Twitter feed. And two, that is like the, the hashtag bow down. Never, never again, never again. What was the reprimand? Uh, There was no reprimand at NBC. They were just like, you need to not be inflammatory on your Twitter feed. Oh, you need to not appreciate your flawless ass first lady. Kiss when my will ass. ever happen? When will oh, Michelle Obama oh, ever happen right. again? Uh, I'm about um, it now. Wow. Full on, full on flame. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Y'all are great. Darren, yes. you, you. you made a room full of enemies. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining you us and we'll see you soon. We'll thank see you, you in a sec. We'll see you in a sec. Ooh. At the top of the show, you may remember a certain, a certain amazing New Orleans bounce artist who's hey. kind enough to hype y'all up. Exactly. Um, and we want to get to know her sizzle a little better. Hey. If you will, would you care to join me here in an official interview seat? Yes! Look what 
Jesus did. Oh. <laughs> I was not prepared for that word. Um, I love bounce music so much. It's so good. Also, first of all, did y'all peep? Did you hear? Did mm. you peep with your ears? Mm. The Nola remix of the Another Round theme song yes. by the one and only yes. Sizzle. Now, if you're not familiar with this man, we're going to help you out. So there is a song that the, that the children like, I understand, <laughs> by one Mr. Drake <laughs> named Child's Play, mm-hmm. right? That song was sample, or that song uses a sample from a song called... She Rolled Dead. Yes! Yes! And that was your song. Yes, it was. What is life like post-Drake? Uh, <laughs> Have you made, like, do you feel like like you like you're here now people know your name like you were a thing yes uh, I feel like a lot of people know me but I'm trying to get them to see the real raw side of bounce music and what not just that? commercial the raw side of bounce music yeah. the raw side of bounce music um, it just make you want to dance mm. nothing but booty shaking yeah. love making heart breaking okay. just enjoying yourself how would you describe bounce to like someone who's never heard of bounce music if you never heard bounce before the best way to describe it is party music mm. 100% party music meaning I don't care what you're going through if you hear that bounce beat you just gonna be like ooh let me get it <laughs> ooh ooh let me get it yes you tap your home girl and you tell your home girl girl come on you better get this part right here <laughs> right Oh, I love tap your home girl music yes <laughs> yes I love it I love my it my favorite genre <laughs> um so you, I, I don't want to make it sound like Drake sampled you and now you're a thing because you've been a thing for a minute. 15 years of for entertainment. 15 all right. years. All right. That's older than Drake is, so <laughs> obviously. Say, let Drake live. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. So, um, what? What was that moment like, though? I'm curious about that. Yeah. And, like, how has your fandom changed? It's more now that the mainstream artists call me by my name now. Ooh. Are there so, any other big artists who like are aching to work with you? Uh, Kelly Rowland have a song called Dumb and yes. she sampled and she's singing She Wrote That Dick Like a Soldier. What? Uh, Kelly getting grown. She had have, that baby and you she You have so many, so many different mainstream artists that's getting into the bounce from T-Pain, Twister. Like I didn't hear so many different songs mm-hmm. that's been sent to me. All this is on YouTube. Everything I'm saying like you can mm-hmm. go look it up and Google it but I'm happy. Yeah. Too happy. <laughs> too happy. Is there such a thing as too happy? Yeah, when your stomach get a little big. Oh, I'm too happy too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I always wonder when like an insular like cultural phenomenon like bounce music, which is very, very central to mm-hmm. New Orleans and to black New Orleans culture, when that becomes like a thing, when basically when white folks discover it, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of times, like, black folks are like, oh, the white folks found it. I don't want to fuck with it no more. So um, do you ever worry about, like, the sanctity of New Orleans bounce once it's, like, put out mm. there into the world where, like, a Kardashian can find it and be like, oh, my God, ain't just invented the uh, Nope. No? <laughs> no? No. You don't reason, worry about it? The reason why, and I have to say this, like, everyone, make sure you're listening to this. Mm. Bounce music is different from every other jazz, blues, hip-hop, country, rock, you name it. That booty shaking, uh-huh. that's serious. So, like, what is it that makes it different? You know, because party music sounds different everywhere. What makes it different is the beat. Mm. The beat, the sound of, of, a, of a bounce artist's voice. Uh, the, the style, it's like an MC, hype man. Yeah. It's everything into one. You name it. I, when I'm like alone by myself uh-huh. <laughs> in my room listening to Bounce Biggity Bounce It, I be like, Bounce the Biggity Bounce the Biggity Bounce. But I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. Right. Like, like the, the ad yeah. libs and shit. Like, and also the ad libs are just a lot. She rolled that dick like a soldier. I know, right? <laughs> or I, I don't personally know. I was not there at that time. But like, how it's a very sexualized, like at least as far as like the words go, very, very sexy, very sexualized, very, you know what I'm saying? You got stuff moving and people are sweating. A and, lot of bounce you know music come from uh, seeing people dance, uh, having sex. Um, let's be honest, right? I mean, put it right? out there. Uh, having sex, um, 
drinking and having sex. <laughs> um, smoking and having sex. All right, all right. Netflix the and chill. Variations, levels, <laughs> levels. Yes, but no, chill, for real. Right. Bounce music is really is strictly. It's strictly about dancing. Bounce music came out like in the, eight, the late 80s, and it was all about the tempo of a beat that we heard from New York, the Trigger Man. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. And our producers and DJs, they took it in New Orleans, and we put our own little uh to it. Mm. And it was a sound that now is bounce music. Bounce music is all about dancing, y'all, straight up. Yes. No matter if it's slow or fast, it's all about dancing. So look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm ready to dance. Ooh. Neighbor? <laughs> I'm ready to dance. Who, who are your, like, New Orleans bounce, like, idols? My New Orleans uh, bounce idols starts, like I said, in the early 90s. MCTT Tucker uh, and DJ Irv, uh, DJ Jubilee. Um, All right, okay. Uh, Josephine Johnny. Vakari Du, and of course, Big Frida the Queen Diva. Of course, of course. Um, so we are living in uh, heavy, heavy trouble times. The world is probably in it as we speak. Um, talk to me about bounce music is like a form of healing and restoration. Like, is that something that you see it as? Yes, I do. Bounce music, uh, I'm gonna tell a short story, I'll make it real short. I was in a club, and this was probably about two months ago, me and DJ Lil Man, and a guy was standing in the back of the club. He had his arms folded. He looked like he was bothered by something. Mm -hmm. And immediately I see everyone else having fun, and I just pointed him out. I was like, DJ Lil Man, hold up one second. And I pointed him out, I was like, say, dude, you right here, you with the red shirt. Mm -hmm. You good, huh, man? Mm -hmm. And I'm smiling, I'm laughing, and he just looked at me. He was like, oh yeah, 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 bruh. I'm good, I'm good. But immediately, you could tell he was bothered by something. No matter what he was going through in that club, I don't know if he wanted to shoot somebody, fight somebody, be mad at somebody. I don't know what it was. But immediately, I took him out of that. And he realized what he was. And he just started smiling mm. and laughing. And bounce music, even uh, in New Orleans, someone can pass away and go on to heaven. Hey, heaven. And, uh, I'll allow it, I'll allow it. <laughs> And go to heaven and we celebrate with a second line and bounce music. Mm. We would dance. That can be the coffin right there. We're going to dance around that coffin because mm. we're celebrating you going on. Mm. And like bounce music is just everything that's taking place right now. You're hearing about the war. You're hearing about the flood and outside and everything. Right now, there's someone in their house that was just turned the lights off and say, you know what? Fuck that. And they started shaking. Yes. Oh. I love it. That's so beautiful. Booty yes. shaking is praxis. Yes. <laughs> booty shaking is healing. And sometimes it's not just it. in the booty shaking. It be in your shoulders as well. Yeah. Hit him with a shoulder. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know? Yes. It's everywhere. Mm. <laughs> I love that so much. What is one thing that you want everybody who is listening to this right now to know about New Orleans? New Orleans is a city of love. No matter what you hear on the news, no matter what you see and everything, yes, every city have its bad apples, but New Orleans, this southern hospitality, you guys, we love each other. I'm talking about walking up the street right now, everyone right here, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, baby? Hey, hey, baby. hey. we speak to everybody. Yeah. I went out of town in, in Houston, and I love Houston, don't get me wrong, uh -huh. and I spoke to someone, and I got a... They was like, what? Mm -hmm. I was like, what I did? I just say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but out here, it's all love. Like, New Orleans, no matter where you go, the people you see, yeah, we get drunk and we have a good time, but no matter what, it's all love. Ah, oh, that is beautiful. Yes. Ooh. So, Sizzle, thank you so much for being here. Thank You're you for welcome. helping us hype the crowd up. Thank yes. you for the remix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for her Sizzle. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest has been a member of the White House Press Corps since 1997, reporting for American Urban Radio Networks. She is a CNN political analyst. She's interviewed everyone from the Obamas to the Bushes to the Clintons. She's had uh, some, uh, some notable run-ins with the Trump White House uh, <laughs> that to. we can't wait to ask her about. Um, and she's also the NABJ 2017 Journalist of the Year. Please Woo welcome April Ryan. Yay! <laughs> 
but yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. I'm trying to be cute tonight. You are doing it. You are trying. You are doing. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Indeed. Yes. Okay, so there's a moment in Taraji P. Henson's SNL monologue from 2015 where she I jokes. I love her. I love her. I love her. Yes, I love Taraji. me some Taraji. C she... is for cookie. Yes. <laughs> cookie is good enough for One me. One time, yes. <laughs> so she's joking about how, um, in her monologue, she's joking about how she's been working for 20 years and white people finally know her name. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You've been doing this for over 20 years. Does it feel weird to get like a lot of press now? Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I've been doing the same thing for 20 years for four American presidents. Mm. And people are like, oh, you're that one. <laughs> you shook your head. <laughs> I was in, you shook your head. <laughs> yeah, I was in the market. I mean, my brother emails me on Facebook, oh my God, there's another meme of you. I'm like, oh no. I'm in the market looking for my, uh, what is it, cauliflower rice, trying to cut the carbs, right? I hear you, I hear you. This woman comes up to me. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Did you set up the meeting? I was like. Wait, did you what? Set up the meeting with the Congressional Black Caucus. Oh my God. I'm like, I've oh been doing this for 20, yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Wow. Yes. Was this a black person? Yes. Wow. I've been doing this for 20 years, though. People know I've been here, but, you know, I don't know. It's <laughs> being in that room and covering the issues that I cover kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, I guess. Mm, let's get into that. Yeah. American <laughs> Urban, please, no, yeah. American Urban Radio Networks is the only African-American-based um, broadcast bureau. In the White House. In the White House. Mm-hmm. What is it like being the only one on that stage? The only one? <laughs> we're, um, we're familiar with the only one. Every, right I believe, I believe this is a room full of the people. Only one yes, listen. We're familiar with that feeling. Right, right, right. Being the only one, it's, it has its perks and it has it has its drawbacks. Um, you know, the drawback is when we talk about Katrina during the George W. Bush years. Mm. You know, when it starts to, the lull starts happening when when they start. Uh, going back into the homes, you know, you don't hear as many people asking the questions, but when the crescendo moment happens, mm. when you see the visuals, when you, when you hear the word refugees, when you see people on the rooftops begging for life, for their life, for helicopters to come, mm. when you see the Superdome, when you see the convention center, you know, I'm raising my hand, but that's when others raise their hand. But, you know, in black media, we've been raising our hands and talking about the water's unsafe to drink for a long time. We've been mm. talking about the control for a long time. Mm-hmm. We have been talking about the things that many people are now seeing with these beautiful cell phone cameras. Ooh. We have been talking about this for a long time. We've been beating the drum. But the problem is when there's that crescendo moment. That's when our mainstream brothers and sisters from these wonderful networks start talking about it. But we've been there. Mm. You know, we will be there. So sometimes some administrations don't want to deal with those issues. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I always think about, speaking of issues, mm-hmm. is like, we enjoy a privilege. And when I say we, I mean Heaven and I specifically, because as people who create media, we have the space and the privilege to be like, this is too heavy for me. I don't want to engage with it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it. Talk about it on this episode. You can't do that. No. So. The world is what it is. You have to report it. Yeah. Like and I have to ask about it. And then I'm told to to. Stop shaking my head or mm. get people together. Yeah. So, okay, we put a tab. Yeah, put, put a, a tab, tab on that one. We'll get back <laughs> to that. But like, what when you're just like tired and you just need a break, but you can't have one because the world is fucking crazy? Like, what pushes you to continue doing your job every day? My two kids. Ooh. Divorced mommy, and they're with me here. Are they? Yeah. We're not here tonight. We oh. can't. We can't come to one eye, Jack. They're not oh, ready for this. I was about but, <laughs> good mom, good mom. I was like, where's the nursery? <laughs> My 15 and 9-year-old, no, they, they set this stage on fire. Um, no, one be singing, the other be dancing. I'm like, no. Yes. Uh, no, um, but no, I have to do it for my children. And not only that, you know, this is what I do. This is my passion. I mean, I've been in journalism for 30 years, and this is really all I know how to do. Mm. What do you love about journalism? What draws you to it? Mm. Being in the midst of it, mm. 
watching the sausage being made. Ooh, sausage. Even the- <laughs> I miss the, the eating kind, y'all. I'm hungry. Excuse me. Even though, I'm sorry. <laughs> even though it may not be as transparent nowadays, um, the sausage making, but being in the midst, knowing what's going on, talking to sources, um, being able to help the American public understand what is happening or what's mm. not happening for them. It's all about them. Mm. The, the, the space of the White House press corps is actually pretty small. Like that Very room small. is tiny. Mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, there's a lot of, like, I'm not in the press corps, so I don't know about like which seats go to who and like what the order is and whatever, but I imagine you have to do a lot of like jostling in that space, like yes. physically. Like, how do you you physically (laughs) navigate that space? Well, it is a small space. Do not believe the hype. I mean, <laughs> what was it? West Wing, you see everybody running. Right. Everybody does yeah, it run. Right, right. A lot of and walking, talking, and hallways. quarters and <laughs> yeah, glass, yeah. glass partitions. No, it's not like that. This is an old building. When you think of an old building, right. it's an old building. Slaves built it. And slaves, that old. Lived, that and slaves lived in it for a while as Listen. well. Yes. Mm. In the, actually, in the room where Bill Clinton was deposed. I can't start. Mm, yes. Wait, so, slaves lived in that? Mm-hmm. Wow. In that area, yeah. So anyway, we, we digress. But anyway, <laughs> so, so my area, I mean, it is some of the prime uh, real estate of Washington. Right. To, how many of you are old enough to remember phone booths? <laughs> phone booths. Not many. <laughs> uh, One time for okay, phone booths. Think about the, the London. Think about like, the mm-hmm. phone booths in London. You remember those red phone booths in London? <laughs> All right, so... Two of those phone booths put together. That's my, my workspace. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Claustrophobics need not apply. I love mm. my job. Oh, my gosh. And then in that room, um, I'm smack dab in the middle, uh, third row, smack dab. In the, they cannot miss me. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that seat. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot to move up to those rows. Those rows, those seats are strategically placed. Mm. My row, they're trying to make it radio row. But I used to be way back in the back. And what I does said, radio row mean? Just radio, where all the radio people the live? Radio, yeah, well, it's, it's mostly, they're trying to make it radio. It's some uh, print, but they're trying to make it mostly radio. But I'm going to say, I, I, I was, when I started 20 years ago, I was way back in the back. Mm. And I said, Lord, thank God for Rosa Parks. I said, she worked for me too. Mm. So, <laughs> but I moved up. And How? Yeah, like, what was the strategy? You were like, okay, today I'm going to sit. You're like, square up then. I'm going to sit in your seat. Three feet ahead. Mm-hmm, yeah. That was it. Really? really? If somebody wasn't there, I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why weren't no, they there? Who knows? <laughs> but, um, no, but Shit. seriously, no. When, and it's about proximity. And, and Washington power is, as you know, if you're called on, if the president knows your name, and I said, they are going to call on me. There are issues, there are questions. And I mean, you know, I had to keep this job. So I'm like, look, I'm raising my hand. And you know, the closer you are, and, and if you're in their line of sight, they will call on you. So I started that strategy, and they said, okay, let's just give her a seat closer. They gave me a seat in the fourth row. That wasn't good enough, because I kept sitting up closer. So they finally, <laughs> <laughs> they finally gave me my own seat, and I do not let, People very seldom, if I'm not there, people very seldom will they sit in my seat because mm. they know I'm, I'm covetous Listen, over that I seat. Listen, I may be sick, <laughs> I, I, but I, you I, don't want these problems. <laughs> <laughs> the weight of the crown is very she heavy. Might pop up. <laughs> yes. She might pop up. All right. <laughs> I want to talk about imposter syndrome a little bit. Because, imposter syndrome. Yes. Mm, what is that? Um, you don't even know what imposter syndrome is. Listen, I would love that life. So imposter syndrome is just like they the, know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is it like a millennial term? Imposter syndrome. All yeah. right, I'm celebrating a, a, a milestone birthday next month. So happy early birthday! Thank you. Um, so imposter syndrome is this idea that like you have been given like admission to this. Space. You've been given like a very important job. You've been delegated really big responsibilities because somebody believes that you can do it, but you don't necessarily believe that you can do it. And I might be talking about me right now, but just like, man, when they figure out that I can't actually, I'm not actually who they think I am, that I'm not as great as they think I am, they're going to fire me. Like, I, I feel like they don't know the real me and I'm here by accident. Is that so a April's feeling that you looking like had? cannot relate. Yeah, I mean, yes, for our listeners. Not my problems. <laughs> 
first of all, I appreciate you not laughing in my face. Because <laughs> I, saw, I saw the smile. But is that not a thing that you So it's, it's basically, it's in my terminology, it's fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't fake. You can't fake people. You are on TV, you're talking, you gotta know what you know. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, you're out of there. And the Twitter trolls will have you drug down Pennsylvania Avenue mm-hmm. and bleeding, <laughs> eye out, lip swollen and all that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, a very, um, it's a very tough job. I mean, if you don't know what you're talking about, and there are a lot of kids who've now come into this White House space who've got these little blogs and... <laughs> Get little blogs. Shots fired. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. I believe no, you're speaking no, of the white supremacists who have no, blogs. Yes. No, yes. no, 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 no. Let I'm me, being messy. I'm let being me, messy. Yeah, let me be very clear with this. Yes. No, there are some people who are who feel emboldened. Oh, I'm going to be a journalist. And just started their blog yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then call next week asking for a press pass. And they get in. Mm. And they ask when there is like a big, you know, briefing and major leaders are there. Well, tell us how the potholes will be fixed. You're like, what? You know, (laughs) this is a moment in time where the stakes are so high. Everything comes to the White House from water peace and everything in between. But you have to pick your moments to ask about the pothole versus what's going on in North Korea. Mm. You know, you got to, you got to, yeah, you got to really figure out what's going on. I mean, because you will be made to look like a fool in that room. That room will hurt your feelings. Mm. Have your feelings been hurting it? Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Ooh. Mm. Would you like to share? <laughs> well, we don't have to look too far back. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, for those who may not know, walk us through it. Um, you know, my feelings weren't hurt, but I was shocked, more in shock. Mm. Okay, let's go back two weeks ago. Was it two weeks? when the new White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, had a fashion moment with the Ruffles. And I raised my hand and said, Sarah, yeah, I I just threw shade, yes. Um, (laughs) I raised my hand and said, Sarah. And she said, oh, you called my name so politely. And you called my name so politely. She said, oh, it was sarcastic. I said, who, me? Being sarcastic? Never. Mm, never that. Yeah, so <laughs> then um, before that, what was it? Okay, then it was Sean. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> no, because you mentioned his name. Like, like he's y'all like first little... name basis, like, all right, Sean. <laughs> we I mean, we are on a yes, first name basis. Right, I'm right. not. Like, he's so cool. So Annoying kid from down the street. Go home, like, Roger. And go shine again. Go home, spicy. Which is mama, pick him up. <laughs> Get him off my damn line. Pick him up now, right now. <laughs> I'm honestly so curious about how you compose yourself in those moments. There's this really great um, uh, Daily Show piece from Roy Wood Jr. about black journalists in the age of Trump having, like, black broadcast journalists or people who are on TV who have to, like, compose their face as lies. Outright lies are being said to their face. Do you feel like you've been more like hyper-conscious of your face and no, what you're doing have, with it? <laughs> let me say this. I do not have a poker face, okay? Because every Damn. moment my brothers call me, girl, there's a new meme of you. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it is set. I'm trying to hold it together. Mm. But when it, comes to, <laughs> when it comes to the moments, um, now I'm from Baltimore, and I think all of it. All right, all right. And, and, and when it comes time for all of us to have to face that moment where it's like, you know, it gets really real. We can get real. Mm. But in that room, you have to understand, one, the significance of that room, that building, the history of that building, the reverence for that place, the respect for that place, no matter what happens. But at the same time, you also have to think about this. When you see it coming and you know what they're doing, mm. why react? Because that's what they want. My mother used to say, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. Someone felt that in their spirit. Listen, who got a collection plate to pass on? Yes. Yes. Put a dollar on the pulpit. (laughs) No, seriously. And, And there has been an attack on the press. We know this. We're the opposition party. We're the enemy of the people. 
You know, I've been personally attacked from almost day one, even before it started. Mm. And the attacks continued. I mean, I've had, you've only seen three, but there's been four. And Wait, I'm trying to count now. Well, okay. Yeah, what let is, it go, let it go. Can we, what is, go. Can we list the four? <laughs> but there's been four. And the greatest thing that happened to me, I think, was during the Obama years when the Salahis, remember those people from the um, Housewives of D.C. came into oh the White God, House? I remember yeah, remember that. that. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That Grand was way back closing. Then. It was like, yeah. this show is over. Yeah. So, I miss yes. those scandals. Oh. But wait a minute. So when that happened, Robert Gibbs and I got into a little tussle. White House press secretary. White House press secretary. Because the then social secretary allowed for them to come in. And she had her own table at the president's uh, state dinner. And at issue was the safety of this historic president at the time and the safety of the Indian leader who had already had assassination attempts on his life. Mm. Now, when you go into the White House, it's not just about being checked for organic or metal, organic substances or metal. It's about your hands, and anything can be used as a lethal weapon. So these people were in there. They were, I mean, they were schmooze. They were taking pictures with everyone. They took a picture with Uncle Joe, with mm. Rom. They took a picture with, you know, Uncle, Uncle Joe. Joe. That's what they call him now. <laughs> <laughs> I was with him. I got a, a, my honorary doctorate with, with former Vice President Joe Biden. All the kids were like, Uncle Joe, can I take a picture? Aww. I was like, Uncle Joe. He's like, sure. I'm like. <laughs> and he took a picture with about 700 kids. Oh, Literally. God. And he shook their hands. Uncle Joe. Like, but anyway. Mm -hmm. Individually, That's I'm not joking. Yeah, he missed it. So anyway, getting back to this. So Robert Gibbs apologized to me for that brouhaha. And he said in the MSNBC green room to me, he said, I'm sorry. He said, I had to make you look crazy to be loyal to the social secretary. But here's the kicker. Wow. I said, well, she thought that you didn't like her. I said, she felt like you threw her under the bus. He said, no, no, no. She threw herself under the bus. And she stayed there. That's what he said. So when you see this, when you hear this, and this is what I'm saying, when you, when you are in a situation, sometimes it's more of a blessing mm. than it is a curse because it showed me that situation for this situation. So when the president tells me something I'm not supposed to do, get the CBC, your friend, say, I can't do that. And then when Sean Spicer wants to say, stop shaking your head, I just dropped my head and I said, I shook my head because I wasn't shaking my head. And then he started talking crazy and then I started shaking my head. <laughs> and then it happened again with the, you know, the bad wardrobe day for Sarah with her ruffle. Oh, I'm going to talk about her. I don't care. Go, this is the safe space. We are family. So, we are family, but it's a podcast. And I don't care because they're watching everything I say, and she needs to hear this. Mm. So, uh, all right. I mean, what more are they going to do to me than they have done already? So, but I am a journalist. I am a journalist, and I'm going in that room. So why should I react? Because I see what you're doing. You're trying to discredit me because I am one of very few African-American journalists focusing in on urban issues in that room. I'm from Baltimore. I'm 50 years old next month. Yes. I have been here 20 years. I was there when they got there and I'll be there when they're gone. Yes. It's funny, I'm gone. I got children at home I got to deal with. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yes. And they want to put us in jail. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's real right now. There is an assault, an attack on the free press, and they want to use me, Glenn Thrush, and a couple others as examples. Mm. Well, hey, use me, because guess what? It mm. ain't going to happen. Thank you. They got you. They got you. I mean, I've been doing the same thing. I mean, you know, I've been doing the same thing with every president, whether it's Bill Clinton, whether it's George W. Bush, whether it's Barack Obama, whether it's Donald J. Trump, and why now are you gonna fight me and try to discredit me mm. and say and lie on me and follow me? I am not scared. Mm. You've never felt physically afraid for your life? Somebody asked me about that recently. What they gonna do? 
White supremacists are feeling bold right now, I would say. They out here. All right, you, let me tell you something. From Baltimore, you see this up. shoe? Okay. You see this here? I'm telling you. No, I'm serious. What are they going to do? I'm all right. God's got me. I love it. For all of you journalists out here, for all you journalists out here, and I'm being real about this, we are in a new day. Journalism is under attack. The mm. First Amendment is under attack. It's not about us. It's about what we cover to give information to the people and how they are affected by it. If there weren't the visuals here in New Orleans when Katrina happened, mm. think about that. We have the power of the pen, the video, the voice. We sometimes give voice to the voiceless, and we have to take our job seriously. And when you do your job well, you will be under attack. But you must stand. And stand on the truth that you have written. Make sure your sources are impeccable and your facts are straight. Because we are under attack. The, the First Amendment stands. Freedom of the press, right on. Aspire to inspire. Mm. Mm. April Ryan, y'all. April Ryan. And APJ Journalist of the Year. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you so much. The Thank doors you. of the church are open. And I hear another little voice in the wind. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Congratulations and thank you. Thank you. All right, all right. Tracy, do you know what time it is? Um, 7.59. You deserve rounds tonight. Who was that? Who was yes, that? Yes, I see you. Yes, girl. Tracy, who are you buying a round for? Um, I am buying a round for myself. Oh. I'm listening. I also, I'm, I'm hopping on board. So, I got you, I got you. I'm pretty open with like what I'm going through in my life, right? I like, admire that so much about you. Thank you. I do. If you follow me on Twitter, you pretty much know my menstrual cycle. <laughs> right? Hashtag life to your period. <laughs> Who knows that I'm ovulating right now? Hey. Hey, we got, we got a few lie, hands. We got a few hands. I am ovulating right now. Okay. Um, and you know this because I, I share a lot. I share a lot of myself. But something that I think about a lot is like... I worry about not belonging to myself anymore. Mm. Like, as more people, like, know my name. And I mean, when I say more people, it's like, I ain't nobody. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to. But, you know, as more people, like, begin to know who I am and, like, people pay attention to me as I'm telling y'all what's going on in, like, my physical body, I worry about, like, you know, when am I not me anymore? Mm. When do I not belong to myself? What do you keep to yourself? I keep a lot to myself. And really? I feel like, yeah. I, I keep a lot to myself, and I didn't even realize this until recently. So, started therapy. Therapy is hard as shit. It is. That should be so hard. Oh my God, Tracy, do not. I can't look at you right now. Crier, don't make me do this. Don't make me do it. But the fact that y'all started clapping when I said I went, I'm back in therapy, mm. like that shows me that I have crafted such a good space and just such a good support system. I do, I do. That being said, I've had a really shitty time since I turned 35, okay. and I was not expecting it. I know, girl, it's crazy. <laughs> I've never cared about my age or getting older, but 35 mm. hit me really, really hard. Mm. And I've been struggling, and like the point is, I've been struggling. Y'all have helped me. And I'm trying to I'm trying to get to a point in my life where I acknowledge the good as often as I do the bad. Because mm. listen, I will complain till the fucking cows come home. Like, 
my shoes are too small. This, these are five dollar shoes and they're too small. I will talk about it for years. But if I was sitting here with shoes that fit, I wouldn't think about it because they fit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's good. It feels good. And like when things feel good, you don't notice them. You notice it when it goes bad. Mm. So I've had a lot of really bad weeks. I've had a lot of tough weeks. But I'm having an okay week right now. And I want to get I want to get better at acknowledging the good because there's so much bad in the world. And we hold on to so much bad and we incubate it and it multiplies and it reproduces. And then we're just like walking blog entries from our <laughs> our teens. No, and that's, that's not heavy. That. It's heavy. <laughs> but like today, right now, on whatever day it is, at what time it is, I'm mm. drunk, so I don't know. I'm okay. Mm. And I'm buying myself around for being okay. And if you're okay, just like don't you don't have to like celebrate. Just like say I'm I'm all right right now. Like acknowledge it the same way you do when you have a shitty time. Because when you have a shitty time, you're just like fuck this. The bus was late. My fucking boss got on my goddamn nerves. Somebody ate my leftovers. Like when shit goes wrong, you let people know. When shit goes good, at least let yourself know. Mm. At least let yourself know. I'm I'm okay right now. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my round. I have to go here. Wow. 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 Okay. Uh, tonal pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's cool. I'm okay right now. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> That's true. Etc. Um, in a complete total shift. <laughs> so sorry. I feel played. <laughs> I didn't know your round would be so deep. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in it now. I'm it. like going no, through listen, it as well. I, I in need addition, some lightness. I okay. Need okay. Lighten it up. I would like to buy a round for all the Ethiopian aunties that I know. Yeah. I would like to buy a round for the way Ethiopian aunties say the word wow. How do they say it? They say it exactly like the way Rihanna pronounces wild in wild thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And it's so applicable to any situation. Y'all should know they haven't just been doing this the whole the week. The whole time. She'd be like, wow, wow, wow. So you're like a little caught off guard. You're not prepared for something someone said, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps you're trying I'm to. Drunk. This is so cute. No, I haven't. I'm listening. Okay, so you got you got your classic surprise wow. Right, right. Uh, which is you know classic auntie move. They're a little bit like shook and they're like, wow, 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 wow. So it's always multiple wows. I have never heard a singular wow. What? Wow. Wow. <laughs> like it's literally never just one. It always accompanies a thing, you know? Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. That's it. Yeah. Good round. Simple. Good sound. Dramatic round. to the point. Heaven, that's auntie why I fucks always with lets you. you know how she feel. That's why I fucks with you because we, <laughs> we balance each other out. I was like, my life is heavy. And you were like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Good rounds. Good rounds. Good rounds indeed. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to say that we have made it. We have made it. Heaven Tracy, made it. we made it. Hey! hey. Tracy, we made it. Hey! We did it, y'all. We love you so much. Thank you for coming to the show. Y'all make some bars again. Make some more bars for Tracy. Oh, this is another round, and we gonna bounce out for another round. Y'all ready? I want everybody in the audience to tap the person next to you and say, come on, let's dance. Give it up. Another round, break ready, rock stop ready, you mix it, mix it ready, rock stop ready, you bounce it, bounce it ready, rock stop ready, stop, sick of if you're ready, Tracy ready, like. 
I'm still glowing from my time in New Orleans. I think it's just because I'm still sweating from when I was down there. So that's actually what <laughs> the is sweat glistens. <laughs> the sweat glistens. But I had so much fun. So first and foremost, thank you so much to the city of New Orleans yes. for knowing how to cook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everything that we ate was wonderful and delicious and perfect. Thank you so much to all of our guests. Thank you to April Ryan for coming through. You can follow her at April D. Ryan. Darren Sands, you can follow him and send him all of your hate mail <laughs> for what he said about Insecure <laughs> at Darren Sands. Shauna Thomas, you can follow her at Just Shauna, which I think is so baller. That's S-H-A-W-N-A. And we couldn't include it this time, but we also want to thank Aisha Harris. You can follow her at Crafting My Style and listen to her Slate Podcast Represent wherever podcasts are available. And we want to thank Van Newkirk. You can follow him on Twitter at Five Fifths. And we want to thank you for volunteering your time and your livers for Drunken Debates, even though the show went a little too long because, you know, when, when shots start happening, sometimes conversations can last a little bit. But you know what? At every live show, there's a little bit that doesn't make it into the final episode. So if you ever want the full deal, you got to come to our live shows when we come to your city. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you so much to Hasizzle and DJ Lil Man who remixed our theme song and just made it the most perfect it was so good. Yes. Then he said our names, and I was like, oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Follow Hasizzle at Hasizzle King. That's H A Sizzle King and DJ Lil Man, who is very grown, by the way. I love a grown ass man named Lil Man. You can follow him at DJ Lil Man 504. Shout out to the Pod Squad. This episode was produced by Nina Patak and Julia Ferlin with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and Meg Kramer. And priceless production support from Agara Nashashagre, who was there with us in New Orleans, yes. showing us where to go, what to eat, what to do, what not to do, what not to do. Priceless help. And from Alex Laughlin, our other Feli. We missed you so much while we was gone, girl. Shout out to Jean Grey and Don Will for all the banging music. You can follow Jean Grey at Jean Greasy. And you can follow Don Will at Don Will. You can follow Heaven at Heaven Ranch. You can follow me at Broken the Poverty. You can email and tweet and Twitter and tweet. <laughs> my my <laughs> and eyes Twitter got stuck on tweet. And Twitter and tweet. <laughs> and Facebook, all of the things. We are another round of all the things. Rate us on iTunes, tell a friend. Once again, subscribe to the newsletter. That's buzzfeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. Drink some water, take your meds, call your person, put some love on your timeline mm. because people are really experiencing the opposite right now. Mm. Send somebody your heart, send them a smiley. Just be like, I appreciate you. I'm glad you're here. Yes. I see you being here. Tweet me your nail color serendipity. Yes. <laughs> I love seeing those pictures. Yes. And take care of yourself, y'all. For Miss Tracy and Miss Heavens, for another.